Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I really should have my X-Files music because so many people have reported a mysterious fireball crossing the night sky over Northern Ireland and Scotland last night. And it was seen from the south as well because seemingly it was up so high, I don't know. But I've seen some of the videos, particularly in and around Scotland. I've seen one guy from Motherwell in Scotland and it was as clear as day, this light. And for first glance, it certainly seemed like a comet or something like that or a meteor or whatever it is. But there was another video and it kind of showed it going down and then going back up again. And a lot of people are saying, is it a UFO? Now, the UK Meteor Network said it began receiving reports of the fireball spotted about nine o'clock last night. And the network said it was investigating to ascertain was there or what was the object. Was it a meteor or some space debris, which happens on a regular basis, with most reports having come from Northern Ireland and Scotland. But it has been seen in other places as well. Now, joining me to talk a little bit more about it is David Moore, who is the chairman of Astronomy Ireland and editor of the Astronomy Ireland magazine. Good afternoon to you, David. Good afternoon, Niall. I have to say, David, you've been at this a long time, nearly as long as me, because I remember speaking to you a long, long time ago as well. So, I mean, things never change. We see things in the night sky that we just can't explain. Yeah, I mean, the universe is a fascinating place. I mean, our own magazine, the number of stories that we can't squeeze into it every month uh, always almost makes me cry. But this is a big story for us huge event seen over the sky. Because it was clear, I've seen the videos and you know normally mm. you kind of see sketchy looking videos and they're always blurry and you go, oh, that's dodgy. But this is as clear as day and it was quite bright, quite big. You couldn't miss it if you were anywhere close to it. Yeah, and I, I missed it. It was I had clouds where I was. In fact, if you look at the satellite picture for 10pm last night, most of Ireland and Britain was clouded out. But where there were clear patches, uh, boy, did people get a show. And you'll see in some of the videos the fireball is going in and out of the clouds. I did it's see one the where it was... You could see. Yeah, I did see one where it was actually cloudy, but it actually lit up the clouds <laughs> like lightning. Yeah, I mean, there was a decent moon uh, rose later on, and it was lighting up the clouds too, so it was probably of the order of the brightness of a full moon, which is a good thing for us. Once we know something's that bright, there's a chance a piece survived the re-entry process and landed on the ground, or maybe the ocean. Okay, so what was it? Well... Based on the fact that it was traveling quite slow, some people reported seeing it for up to 40 seconds, and normally they're over in one or two seconds. And also, it, it seemed to go from south to north, up the Irish Sea, towards Scotland, we think, give or take 50 miles, it's not that accurate. And that would fit very well with it not being a natural rock from space, but a piece of space debris, man-made artificial satellite or one of Elon Musk's satellites or something (laughs) (laughs) it's unlikely it was one of his because they're very well followed and we didn't hear of any reports of one going awry and most of his satellites are several hundred kilometres miles up above the ground and there's not enough atmosphere up there it happened about it was over 10 years ago it could be 20 years ago now in my memory that there was a huge fireball scene crossing Ireland went down eventually over Spain and we later found out that actually a Russian rocket had launched 12 hours earlier. The, the rocket, the, the first stage hadn't gone properly into orbit, had gone astray and came down over Europe rather than over the ocean where it was supposed to come down. Uh, and that could be what's happened this time. But now there are so many private operators launching satellites as well as all the governments that it's hard to tell who launched a rocket. And it could have been launched five days ago, two weeks ago, uh, and it hasn't been properly tracked. 
Okay, so, so, so we, what we happens... We detective story ahead of us. So what happens is when these things fall to Earth, of course, at the speed they're falling at, and also re-entering the Earth's atmosphere, they go on fire, and they, they basically burn up. It's the friction. Try rubbing your hands together, and they'll get hot. If you could rub your hands together at 17,000 miles an hour, they would burst <laughs> into flames. In Most fact, likely. Uh, they would vaporize. So... At this moment in time, I mean, there was, they're going back, was it a couple of months ago, There was, a, or was it maybe about a month ago, they were telling people to look out for this meteor shower. Are we due any more of those spectacular events at night that we'll be able to see from Ireland? Yes, we are. Uh, one of my jobs for the magazine is to write what to see in the sky, and I've just finished writing a piece about the Orionid meteor shower that's going to peak around the 21st of October, not too far away. In fact, it, it, it's a very broad shower that builds to a peak over several weeks and then dies away. So, in fact, the night before and after, so 20th, 21st, 22nd, watch the skies because you could see about five times more meteors than normal. And some of them will be fireballs like this. Uh, the August ones you, you just mentioned there, the Perseids are one of the best of the year. And an even better one, the best, is now in December, called the Gemini. It's around the 13th of December or so. So if people want to follow all this, mm. join the society. That's what we're for, to get the public out watching the skies. Unfortunately, we couldn't predict this fireball. It's a random event. And my bet, if I was a betting man, would be that it's a piece of space debris burning up because of the speed, because of the duration. Uh, and the other thing, too, you mentioned, of course, the Orion. Um, of course, most people would have been blown away by those kind of breathtaking views that we've had from the new Webb Space Telescope. Uh, and that was of the Orion Nebula in the last few days, I believe. Uh, I, I'm sure you've seen those photographs. Yeah. It's absolutely astonishing that we can see that far into space. I mean, how does how does this thing actually work? And how long does it take for those pictures to get from the telescope to here? Well, the, 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 uh, the telescope's about a million miles away from the Earth, and light travels nearly 200,000 miles a second. So five seconds is the quick answer. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It took 20 years to get the telescope into space to do all that. And there was great Irish involvement. And one thing we do in the magazine is when, whenever there's an interesting story, obviously this fireball is definitely an Irish story, but international stories like the James Webb Space Telescope, $10 billion camera, uh, that had Irish involvement. Professor Tom Ray and Dr. Patrick Cavanagh, the Dublin Institute for Advanced Studies, uh, worked hard on this telescope. They're one of the team that are getting these images down. And in fact, Patrick Cavanagh gave two talks for us this year, one in anticipation after they launched at Christmas, and then the next one, a few days after they released all those pictures on July the 12th, which obviously was a front cover mm. picture on Astronomy Island. I'm, I'm looking and at one here. David's insight. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking at one here of the Orion Nebula, and it's yeah. just it's astonishing. It's a mosaic. Yeah. Yeah. And to think, by the way, that that picture, you're saying that telescope was launched 20 years ago. So that would have been technology from 20 years ago. Nowadays, we've probably better cameras on our iPhones. So, but, this is one of the problems. Yeah, the technology is like 20 years behind by the time we get it up there, I suppose. So, I mean... Now, do, do remember, though, when they build a camera like that, they're building with a cutting-edge technology. Of course, yeah. So it's probably going to be a while before it gets into your camera. And these are infrared cameras. And they have to be because the Orion Nebula is very far away. Uh, about 1,500 light years. So it takes the light 1,500 years to get here, not five seconds that pictures take to get from the telescope. But how, how does it look so That's close? That's on our doorstep. 
But how in this photograph, yeah. it looks, I mean, when I say it looks so close, almost within touching distance, well, when you say it's 1,500 light years, so as you said already, that's the distance light travels in a year at 2,300 and whatever it is, 1,000 miles per second. Mm. So we can't even comprehend that type of distance, right? No. So how does it look so clear? I mean, that must be some telescope, some magnification for it to, to look so close. Well, I think we can safely say, although it's not the biggest, widest telescope we've ever built, it's the most powerful because it's in space, where there's no shimmering effect from the Earth's atmosphere. And it, you know, it's like if you've got a telescope and you start looking at a streetlight or even just the plants at the bottom of your garden, it's like going up to them with a magnifying glass or even a microscope, you get that close. And that's what James Webb is doing. It's going right inside the Orion Nebula. And although these are pretty pictures and have great scientific value, its real mission is to look at the early universe. So I wrote an op-ed piece for the Irish Examiner after it was uh, released the pictures. And in that, I called it the James Webb Space Time Machine because it can see a 100 times faster than the Hubble Space Telescope could see the early universe. It was seeing objects that were created soon after the Big Bang. So when you look at things that are very, very far away, for instance, that picture of the Orion Nebula, that's a picture of what it looked like 1,500 years ago. So, so you're, you're actually century. looking back in time. You are, you are time-travelling. You, yeah. you are time-travelling. With, with this telescope, you can see so far back that you're seeing up back to almost the Big Bang, and that was the main thing it was designed to do. You can look at Jupiter, planets, lovely pictures of that in the current issue of our magazine, and the Orion Nebula a bit further away. But really, it's going to tell us what really happened after the Big Bang? Because we have computer simulations of what should have yeah. happened, and now we can actually see if, if they're right. Okay, just one question before you go. And, and by the way, if people want to see those photographs, you can go to astronomy.ie. They're fabulous photographs, by the way. And you can read all about what happened last night as well. And, get, and also get updates on what's coming up if you want to look up into the night sky. I warn people not to be looking in the daytime sky. Don't be looking at the sun, all right? But here's the thing. So the other night, there was a beautiful moon, which actually coincided with the Chinese uh, moon uh, festival. And it was a beautiful, full, kind of reddish harvest looking moon. So I'm in the car, pulled over, decided I want to get a photograph of that. I have an iPhone 13. It's a good phone. It's a good camera, right? And I'm trying desperately to get a photograph. And I can't. It just looks like a ball of light. So how is it possible to take a picture of the moon with an iPhone? Um, why, don't, why can't we do that? Why, why is it so difficult to get a decent picture of the moon? Yeah, it is possible. And you have to remember that the human eye is not working on its own. It's got the brain behind it, an incredible image processing system. So when we see a small object like the moon, and uh, a few days ago there was a planet Jupiter next to it, blazing next to it. That must be why that, it had that beautiful red kind of hue off it, yeah. Yeah, and so your eye automatically sort of extracts that image, magnifies it, and it's the only thing you're concentrating on, so it looks more important than it really is. You take a snap with a phone, and you just got these these two dots. But the modern <laughs> phones have telephone, uh, sorry, telephoto lenses built in, so you can get in even closer. And um, the other thing you need to do then is put them into manual mode because they're not they're they're made for taking pictures of families and friends and land. Autofocus, they're not yeah, expecting, yeah, yeah. They're not expecting a jet black background and two bright dots on it. <laughs> so if you go into manual mode, you can turn up or turn down the exposure time until it looks something like what you're seeing with the eye and then take the snap. Yeah, that's that's what I must I must try and that then, because I was so disappointed because spent, it was such a big moon. It was such a huge big moon. And I thought yeah. this should be easy to get a photograph of. But when I took the picture, it just looked like a ball of light in the sky. Well, I can give you another tip. If you have a pair of binoculars, you can get a cheap pair of binoculars these days, they're 100 times better than your eyes for about 20 quid. 
you can actually, if you can, if you've got a tripod, great, but if you can prop them up on a car or wall or books or table, whatever, so it's looking at the moon, and then you can hold your camera phone against the eyepiece. And if, you're, if your binoculars are 10 times 50, they multiply, they magnify everything by a factor of 10, and you'll get a 10 times closer picture just by holding your camera phone at the eyepiece of a pair of binoculars. And we do watches with telescopes, and there's one telescope always dedicated to people wanting to put their camera phones at the eyepiece to photograph what they see through the telescope. So wonderful, wonderful tip. And, and do send them into Astronomy Island magazine for publication if you get one. Okay, if you get a good picture. Listen, thank you very much indeed, and it was good to get that clarification today. Thank you, David Moore, Chairman of Astronomy Ireland and Editor of Astronomy Ireland magazine. You can go onto the website, by the way, astronomy.ie. If you haven't seen those photographs today that are going around, loads of people talking about these mysterious objects in the sky. It turned out, as he said already, it does seem to be a wreckage from a satellite or something, or something that fell from space. Well, not maybe not a satellite, but certainly something that fell from space, but it wasn't a meteor, probably, because it was too long in the sky. Anyway, keep an eye out for the ones that he mentioned that are coming up in October and again in December. Uh, they sound like they will be a nice feast for the eyes at night. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.